This is the Modern Day Tribe podcast, episode number 17. Remember to hit the subscribe button so you won't miss an episode. everyone. I'm Sarah, your host of the Modern Day Tribe podcast. Today I'm here with a guest all the way from Dundee, Scotland. My guest is a birth and postpartum doula and period and fertility coach, as well as a wife. She grew up here in Texas, now living in Scotland. Here is Nina Powers, from Nina Powers Wellness. How are you, Nina? Hi, Sarah. I'm good. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So a lot of people would wonder how in the world that we met when you're all the way in (laughs) Scotland. And of course, we have the similarity of being a doula and our doula work. But uh, I think we're a little bit more connected than just our work. You are a wife of Dylan Powers and... The Powers family is actually a really good family friend, and his parents are actually godparents of one of my kids, so we're really close. I'm so excited about hearing all about your work because we've talked about it a little bit, but the work that you do is different, and it's unique from some of the other doulas that I've worked with and talked with before. Tell me, Nina, how did you get started in your doula work? I'm so excited to be here with you today and get chatting. So my origin story, I think, is a little bit different than a lot of doulas, simply because I don't have kids. I think a lot of doulas come into birth work from their own birth experiences, and Mm -hmm. I think that's such a beautiful way to find a vocation. And my story was just a little bit different. I think if I look back to my childhood, I have this like one common thread that I think led me ultimately to where I'm at today. The first thing, which is really, really cheesy, but it's so true, is I always knew I wanted to work in a field where I felt like I was helping other people. Mm -hmm. And that's why I ultimately ended up studying psychology, actually, in college. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And from there, I tried to do the like, standard career life for a few years and ultimately I was really unhappy and one day I kind of decided well my husband got moved to a different state and I moved with him and I just took that opportunity to kind of do some soul searching and that's when I found birth work and it felt like the pieces came together if that makes sense absolutely Um, yeah yeah it was like my heart just Open. And I found this new world that was so fascinating and vast. And like, I just couldn't stop reading information about yes, it. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah. And it's funny, like, looking back to my mom used to call me like the little feminist of the family, or two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, it's kind of fitting that I ended up working in women's health. That's right. 
Oh, that's so cool. It's one of those things where a lot of people, uh, I guess for women, it's not that I've taken a big survey or anything, but I just, you know, realize women actually, we talk about the things that we love and the things that are actually happening to us as women and the capabilities that we have, a lot of times we turn towards that as our passion and we start doing research and then being able to serve other women in that respect. It just, it's so fulfilling. And so I can see that. And and then others don't know yet, but they will once they get to know you. When I talk to you, I can feel your passion, even all the way over to Scotland. I I really can. And you have a calm demeanor about you that I think would be so settling and comforting to anyone that you work with. So I did want to say that the things that you offer to women are wonderful. And so let's talk about those. What, What are some of the things that you do that you offer through your wellness coaching? Originally, I was just a birth and postpartum doula. I got started off uh, with taking a Jonah International workshop. Mm-hmm. And when I got into this field, I don't know if you share the same experience, I started to notice that women I felt were really underserved. Yeah. And I just wanted to be that person that was kind of bridging the gap and helping them feel supported. And when I first started, it looked like support during birth and postpartum periods. Um, but as I've kind of developed in my career, I've started to see this recurring theme of women being undersupported in every aspect, lead it, like from your period through fertility, your pregnancy and birth experience and postpartum and even all the way d- down to menopause. The world is, a, is so vast and I just yeah. wanted to be someone who could support for a woman in any stage she could come to me and just feel like she has a safe space to talk about things that maybe are kind of taboo absolutely yeah and all the way from our first periods to menopause like you said and that's an incredible and you said vast and it's it's true there's so many topics that are important that all women go through that is sometimes like you said maybe even taboo to talk about or people maybe when they're growing up they just didn't talk about it in their family and they don't feel supported simply because they don't know how to talk about it or who to talk to and the service that you offer I think is just incredible because it's not just for example birth and postpartum it's all the way from the beginning to you know all the way through some of the specifics like I'm going to be honest, I've never heard of a period coach. So what does that look like? What do you, and then I have, of course, I have some questions about that for myself, like an example of, you know, how would you work with a client? So tell me a little bit about that. So period coaching, I stumbled upon it when I actually decided to get off birth control. And I remembered before I got on birth control that I had really quote-unquote bad periods and that was the reason why a doctor prescribed me my birth control and when I got off I was terrified and I didn't know what my body was going to do and I just started kind of like what I did with the doula work I just started consuming so much information about just periods and how to heal them naturally and how to transition off birth control 
And I just noticed that need of support and talking, because I think there's a lot of support maybe during pregnancy area, but Mm -hmm. when you're talking about your period, there isn't, outside of just talking to girlfriends or going to a doctor for a prescription, there isn't a lot of in-depth conversation around periods. What that looks like in my work is doing one-on-one coaching and identifying maybe some challenges that women have with their menstrual cycles and figuring out which tools they need to help them have better experiences around that. And even how to use their menstrual cycles as like really powerful tools in their um, general health. I would assume that most people would not think of their period as a powerful tool, (laughs) except to (laughs) debilitate them for a week or, you know, whatever the cramps and, you know, that sort of thing. So I'd imagine that would be really refreshing to hear that we're able to do that if we really focus on the information that we could have in order to use it to our advantage and really know more about it. I'm so excited. I had mentioned this a little bit before when we were chatting is that, for example, if you were to be working with a client like with me, I've noticed that every other period is when my skin is more apt to break out a little bit more. So I've always wondered if maybe one of my ovaries has releases more hormones and maybe like you had mentioned, it's depending on when it's occurring, what hormones are being made. What would you talk about? What are the things that you would bring up if someone were to ask that? Yeah. So my first conversation that I would have with someone when they approach me with an issue like this is trying to find a rhyme or rhythm to this symptom that they're experiencing to try to identify why it might be happening. And the reason why we look at what of the month it's happening or what time of your cycle is because your cycle is this amazing like orchestration of different hormones and different hormones are hydrated during different phases. And if there's an, an imbalance in one of them, it can show up in a lot of different ways in your body. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it can look like skin issues as you might be experiencing, but it could also look like problems with your sleep or maybe you're feeling like less energetic or uh, maybe you're having like mood issues. Mm-hmm. Um So learning how to kind of learning about your cycle and then trying to identify a rhythm to it is definitely the first step that I would go through with Mm. a client. From there, we can like dig into different little avenues of like what might be causing it, like how different tools of like how we can start tweaking your lifestyle to try to support a healthier hormonal balance and we just go from there. So, oh, yeah. so good. And I bet a lot of that is something that would you say someone that could do something today was just keeping track of what they see in their body, like yes. first day of their period and how long they last and how many days that that's occurring and the other symptoms that were to happen, whether it's cramps or breaking out or sometimes I myself, the backs like my hamstrings kind of feel tight and sore towards the beginning of my period. What would you recommend is the first thing that something anybody could do? 
one thing that I think all women should do is to do this practice called cycle tracking. And basically at a very basic level is just spending a few minutes of your time every day to check in with your body and your mind to Mm -hmm. see how you're feeling in that moment. Mm -hmm. And starting from the first day of your cycle, which is first day of full bleed uh, during your period. And it ends with the day before you start your period. So you just start basically a journal and you start writing down different things that you might notice from each day. And then after a few cycles, you might start noticing different patterns, changes. And I'll just give an example in myself that was like one of the first things I noticed. Um, I have a period in my cycle where I start to feel very moody and kind of like anxious. And before I started tracking, I never really understood like why it was happening. And I was like, oh my gosh, something's wrong with me. But then once I started tracking, I realized that it actually was directly correlated to where my hormones were at in my cycle. Mm -hmm. And so now that I know that about myself, I don't have to like guess what's wrong. I can kind of anticipate it. And I don't, it's, it's what, it's just a thing that I can kind of prepare for instead of all of a sudden feeling really terrible and being like, oh my God, what's wrong with me? And I wonder if, for example, there is inflammation happening for different reasons, but before, during, and after our cycles, that if we can do something as far as our diet, like more leafy greens at that point that are more anti-inflammatory, I'm wondering if that could help. I've heard people say like when they're eating leafy greens, whether it's a salad or in a shake or whatever, that they feel yeah. more calm. They feel more settled. And I wonder if that if that would be something like, for example, someone could try to do in that time of their their cycle. Yeah, their nutrition is such a massive subject and conversation. Mm-hmm. And In terms of inflammation specifically, I think in general, we want to try to reduce inflammation just all the time. Absolutely, yeah. (laughs) But also, like what you're saying, I think what a lot of women struggle with is probably like premenstrual syndrome, PMS, and trying to reduce foods foods that might cause inflammation leading up to PMS and like leading up to your period. It's it's definitely the best time to try to avoid these things. So think mm-hmm. about like alcohol and refined sugars and refined carbohydrates and those like super processed foods. Uh, if there's a time to avoid them, I would definitely say like the week or two leading up to your period, because that's definitely going to make your transition into your period way easier. Well, that's just something that we could talk about all day. I love that. <laughs> And, and giving us some of those tangible tools to be able to use. I, I'm so grateful for that. Thank you. Let's talk about some of your other services. You have fertility coaching and, and your doula work. What are some of the things that you would talk about or do with a client if they were to come talk to you or want to talk to you about fertility? It's actually really similar to my period work. Okay. I think a lot of women kind of separate a lot of women who are maybe in their younger years and not thinking about getting pregnant assume that their period is completely separate from their fertility, but it's all related. And ultimately 
when you're dealing with fertility, you're dealing with having a healthy cycle. And what is a healthy cycle? It means that you're having a like hormonal balance, you're ovulating, um, you're trying to get to like a 28 day cycle. And so it's actually really similar. Uh, I basically just help women kind of reach the healthiest cycle that they can so that they, they can be best set up to have like a healthy body for pregnancy. And I guess in addition to that, in terms of fertility specifically, I also help women identify way, like when's the best time to have intercourse and what foods should you be eating specifically to prepare your body for pregnancy. And we start talking about like exercise, like exercise levels and what's the best level of exercise that you should be doing to uh, try to conceive. And it's, so there's so many different aspects, but we definitely go drill into specifically like how to help women have the best chance for conception. Oh, that's awesome. And that is such a, a topic that comes with a lot of emotions, too. And I'm sure you're training on your doula work. And I love that it's you have a wellness practice, because it's a really holistic approach to serving women. And it's important to think about not only just our periods or just the fertility, it really is all connected and our nutrition is connected and our, our well-being. That's awesome. That's awesome work. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, and it's definitely all connected. So I, I like being able to support women in different aspects of their lives and where they need it. But I think also emotions, like you said, are massive in terms of like our work as women who support other women. That's right. Absolutely. And so another part of your service is to support women before, during and after abortion. And I know that we don't want to go into the political side of either side of this. That's not a service that I would offer. And I fully respect the people that serve and support women. And I lift those women up because I think it's important for someone to have somebody to talk to. If anything else, have somebody to talk to about that because it's such a um, strong topic, whether it's someone that's for or against it or someone that's going through it. I want to commend you for offering a service like that because that can be scary in any way that you look at it. And so honoring you and your your service to women is, is incredible. Thank you. So for that service, I it kind of goes back to what I was talking about earlier. I wanted to be someone who was supporting women in every aspect that they might need support in. And when you're talking about things like abortion and miscarriage specifically, they are such taboo topics. And I think that a lot of women who might find themselves in situation in those situations might feel like they can't turn in any direction. They might not be able to talk to their friends or to their family. And I want to create a safe space where women can explore how they're feeling explore like what are their options learn about what's happening in their body and how they can best support themselves and so I just thought it was really important to offer up that space to women who might need that support that's incredible work Nina 
And I also, yeah, yeah. uh, yeah, let's, and and let's talk about your doula work. You do uh, birth and postpartum. And what I love is that I try to expand the network of my resources because there's such an availability to support women, not only in person, but virtually. So I love it that you also offer all your services virtually. So if someone were to be here in the States, that just totally connects with you and really wants to um, be able to work with you, you're available virtually too. So what is some of your birth and postpartum doula work look like? Yeah, so postpartum, I think, has fallen a little bit wayside since quarantine happened, just because it's harder to support moms during postpartum how I want to Mm -hmm. with lockdown happening. But one of the benefits of the situation that we're in is that I think I was pushed to uh, make all of my offerings virtual. And for my do my birth doula work, it, it looks very similar other than like actually being at the labor with the mom and giving her physical support. It's pretty similar on everything else. So it's just providing educational informational support for moms and help helping them sift through emotions and feelings and maybe some emotional or mental blocks that they might be experiencing and helping them um, work through fears that they might have as well that could come into their labor Um, so it's just it's a lot of like mostly informational emotional support for moms virtually I think some people would say that they don't know that about doula work is that doula is really there to listen. And that's a really important aspect of doula work is that we're connected to our clients. And again, wellness as far as mentally and emotionally is really important to have that support and offer that listening ear to be able to talk about maybe the birth that they had and any issues or any celebrations too. Once the baby is born, it's like, how, what's, what's the baby doing? How's the baby doing? And what can we do to make sure that the baby's safe and okay? But then if the mom had this awesome birth experience and doesn't have a way to celebrate that, especially nowadays, to not be able to be in person to have maybe a um, what they call a sip and see or whatever any sort of celebration of motherhood and that transition whether it's their first child or their fifth to be able to celebrate that too and have somebody to listen to them and uh, no matter what it is I I think that's awesome work yeah and I think as doulas we also the best part about it too I think when moms have babies a lot of people tend to focus on the baby which they should but a lot of times moms end up feeling maybe ignored or um I don't know yeah maybe just ignored so I love that as a doula we can focus on mom and also celebrate her because this baby is an incredible miracle but the fact that this mom was able to birth that we need to celebrate that part as well and her hard work so I just love also help like supporting moms and celebrating moms for their hard work and their experiences as well the services that you offer are 
just phenomenal. And I, I want to tell you, thank you so much for sharing all about the work that you do. I, like you said, it's vast and it's needed. And it's something that like you, when I heard about it, I thought, oh my gosh, this is needed. And I still, even from the first day that I heard about being a doula, and fortunately, I found out about it after I had my third child. (laughs) I'm not sure how I missed the memo on doula work, but to have it for myself. But that's part of the reason why I want to offer it. I want to get the word out for services that people don't know about. And the more that we know, the more we're going to be able to seek support for ourselves and be an advocate for ourselves. And that education is just so important. I treasure you and your work. And uh, I'm so grateful to have you on here. How can the listeners connect with you? Yeah, so they can find me on my website, which is ninapowerswellness.com. On Instagram, my handle is at ninapowerswellness. Uh, those are probably the two best places to to find me. Okay. Mm-hmm. I also just want to let you know, I have absolutely loved connecting with you. And I love connecting with doulas, but this is extra special because I know our families are close as well. Yes. So this has been so fun. Yes, absolutely. I've loved it. And, and then, of course, we'll continue because maybe someday we'll be able to travel again and uh, actually get to see each other in person. And I'm looking forward to that for sure. It's special because your husband, Dylan, he plays professional soccer. So we do get to see a a little bit of what he does too every once in a while when he gets to um, play his games. And so that's fun too. So I'm really looking forward to it that day that we get to see each other in person (laughs) me too and we can we hopefully one day we can go to one of dylan's games together oh that'd be be awesome yes yes (laughs) nina thank you so much again for sharing all about yourself and your work and i just really appreciate you and i hope you feel lifted as a, a woman in business and as a birth professional again thank you i appreciate you thank you sarah If you want to hang out with me on other social platforms, you can find me on Instagram at Dallas Doula Sarah, on Facebook, The Modern Day Tribe, and on my website, themoderndaytribe.com. And if you loved what you're hearing, please leave a review anywhere you listen to podcasts and share it with your friends and family. These reviews and five-star ratings help this podcast get found by more listeners and parents that are also looking for support and guidance.